Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Police Babble of season 5 and it did remind us uh, of uh, a band called 5-5. Five Five. We just definitely didn't Google this but there is a band called 5-5 Five Five. we thought it could make some better intro music but we decided let's stick with the good old classics. So this week we are asking are we being lied to? As usual I'm Archibald Edit and I'm joined by my superb co-host Oliver Sykes. Yes, and also if you didn't spot last week's episode, it was out not on the video, but on uh, it was out as an audio podcast. And it was on not last week's, two weeks ago. Crikey. Uh, time does fly when you're not podcasting. Uh, it, it, is, it is quite shocking. But yes, it's on manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash babble, And it's all about cancel culture. I think that week we did actually get cancelled in the studio about four times uh, by tech issues. I think you then wasn't got, too helpful. I think you then got cancelled later on for the next week or so, Archie, didn't you? Oh, can- cancelled. No, 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 no. Cancelled me is never two words that go together uh, I don't believe it exists and we're, be- we're being lied to by the media that cancel culture exists so yes it is uh, this week we are asking are we being lied to this this can encompass a variety of topics and who really are we being lied to are you lying to me is the government lying to me is the media lying to me or even even there's Oliver lying to me who who really does know is this all just one big lie. So we're going to be addressing a wide range of topics varying from the fake news uh, to uh, government corruption to even government controlled media. So it's quite the jam-packed week, Oliver, isn't it? Absolutely. And of course, we'll be looking uh, also into our Isle of Man current affairs and as well as UK current affairs, which are, as always, you know, so interesting, uh, especially in the UK and the Isle of Man at the moment. I mean, fascinating and we can see if oliver does meet his bet from quite a few weeks ago uh, i won't mention the bet because then he'll lose it automatically but yes it, it is it it's is. not to do with my pay guys so. no, no, no. <laughs> although that is still uh still uh, being discussed so yeah we start out this week with the topic of fake news it's been in the news a lot probably i think it became most prevalent uh, in our, at least in our recent memory for millennials or Gen Z as they like to call mm. us, uh, with Donald Trump's election campaign in 2016, where it was all about that fake news. So, could you give us maybe a bit of, a bit of info about what fake news you've heard about, Oliver? Well, I'm trying or, to, I'm or trying proposed to... fake news, I suppose. I'm, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think back to anything. I mean, I've heard a lot of d- discussion about it all, uh, especially. During uh, during Donald Trump's time in presidency, um, he particularly um, was going on about the the media company. I think was it Fox News. Oh no, he liked Fox. Fox he, News. It, it, it was CNN, CNN. Yeah. and CNN. I remember him at press conferences um, going at them, saying, "You know, I'm not going to take any questions from you because I believe what you're, you know, what you provide is." News content is fake news. It was just quite like Howard Quayle towards Max Radio at the, at the end of his premiership, I think. Well, I, I <laughs> it, mean, it very, sometimes, very um, sometimes, usually, you know, people say something's fake news because it's something they don't want to hear mm. because it's usually the truth. But then, what you know, what what is the truth? Sometimes, you know, I know. Um, well, yeah, I think it's. It is quite interesting how it was portrayed, kind of uh, like like these media companies, like CNN, or kind of the media which would disagree with him. He portrays fake news, but there are obviously big cases of fake news anyway. Um, 
and, and, and that really confuses it all because we get both this heckling almost from leadership and lead political figures that something was fake. And then we get the insistence from bias and uh, from broadcasters and fact checkers that it was in, in fact real. So we're having this kind of discussion. Also, we have, I think there was a brilliant case. Uh, not a brilliant, no, nothing's a brilliant case about fake news, uh, just to be clear there. But when like a minister has a speech or like Donald Trump gives a speech or Joe Biden gives a speech on the election mm. campaign, they would go in and fact checkers would go and check all their facts. And that was mm. kind of stopping the fake news on the election trail. Mm. I suppose another interesting one sort of recently was with sort of Harry and Meghan and mm. what was really uh, gone on to be said because... Um, there was two sides to a story and you know we we still don't sort of know what was said behind behind closed doors but obviously um you know i was i was gonna say something then but i thought that's part of my mission this week so i won't i won't go on to to talk about that topic well yeah Uh, but we we did we we did see a fake but the interesting thing is fake news and us kind of being lied to isn't a recent problem. It's occurred since ancient times. We look at an example from about 13th uh, century BC, where like Ramesses the Great would spread lies and propaganda portraying the Battle of Kadesh, really, as a stunning uh, victory for the Egyptians, when in fact it was kind of um, the other way around. And it was between the Egyptians and the Hittites, and actually the battle was in fact a stalemate, but he portrayed it as kind of this great victory to kind of encompass that. And then we saw it move on to make, like, in the early modern period, we saw obviously the invention of the printing press. Mm. And that was really quite a revolution uh, in the way fake news could, could be published. So we saw, I think, I, I, t- I what watched an interesting lecture on uh, Venetian fake news and kind of the, the because all, all the diplomats were based in Venice at that time and obviously we like Veneva so was it you know, like the, they're all based in Venice at that time like the Venetian uh, kind of court and that and they would publish a book and they'd publish it as if it was published in England but it wasn't actually published in England and the kind of fake fake stuff to make people believe it was from a certain place when it wasn't from a certain place and then we see uh, up until the, uh, maybe the 20th century, we see a lot in that in the war times. We saw fake news as propaganda. And that's a really good case of the government purporting this idea of fake news and about are we being basically lying to the public to kind of boost their morale. And yes, that does have ethical dilemmas, but I, th- I think we'll, we'll come on to that later. But we'd have um, maybe if we look at Nazi Germany, we'd have like the, they had a propaganda minister, minister uh, Goebbels, uh, and he would obviously use broadcast judgment to broadcast journalism to promote their agendas and mm. say what we're doing is on the right side of history and these kind of that brainwashing of the public and especially into 20 words into now we've, we've really seen it arise and become almost a buzzword uh, in our country so i think the internet has just allowed it to really really spread because anything can be published and no one can really censor it uh, we even see deep fakes now being created which um almost fake videos well, they don't, they're almost fake videos. They do face video, fake videos. Uh, so it, it's, it's quite fascinating. But we did actually see, even on uh, Donald Trump's campaign, he was all against fake news and how the media was portraying it as badly. But there was a lot of pro-Trump fake news stories being shared it's like at the I same say, time. It's like I say, yeah. um, it's it's usually what people don't want to hear um, most of the time when it comes to fake news. Uh, obviously, some of it is not true, but... Uh, it's it's it it is interesting. Obviously, you've seen the likes of, um, you know, 
climate change denial and uh, sort of Facebook is is a is a, the, probably the biggest platform where fake news is spread mm. because you know you can make things look official um, when they're not. I'm trying to think of an Isle of Man example of any sort of fake news that's sort of gone on. Uh, um. I, I will say I'm struggling to yeah. think I'm sorry, which isn't satire and clearly satire. <laughs> uh, so there's, a difference, there's a difference between someone pretending something's real and being satirical. There's a big difference there. But there was an interesting study done uh, from Princeton University and the University of Exeter. Uh, and it was about consumption of fake news during 2016 presidential campaign. And it actually found that uh, conservative voters, so Trump supporters, are more like over sixty, were more likely to consume fake news than Clinton supporters, uh, and they consume not fake news about the Trump campaign. Well, is fake news about the Trump campaign persuading to vote for Trump? So really, these this idea of fake news is on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's trying to portray himself as this underdog, but really, it was his side that was was pushing it and kind of pushing this propaganda. Both sides pushed it, but that that's the modern age we live in. Um, yes, but Isle of Man wise, um, yes, I can't. I can't think of any specific examples. There probably is many, but we're uh, part of the secret establishment who are purporting <laughs> that the Isle of Man uh, fake news doesn't exist. <laughs> not, not, not real. Uh, yes, but it does move us nicely on to kind of the issue issue of government corruption, uh, and does government purport these fake news stories? So, do you have anything to say on that, Oliver? Uh, not particularly, no. Oliver doesn't uh, want a, ba- a bullet in the back of, it he- of his head, it appears. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, of recently, uh, at the moment, it's very apparent that um, the the Tory party uh, is probably uh, very, very, quite corrupt. I mean, um, Boris is, 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 is been denying it, hasn't he? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was corrupt, no. You wouldn't? No. But it's... Um, the way that the the polls are indicating at the moment, uh, it's it's really taken a turn for the worse for the Conservative Party. Ah, <laughs> uh, but again, I like I like I do like to say the polls are ridiculous uh, because the polls showed Theresa May winning the twenty seventeen election. She called it a snap know, election, but, but polls, and then it switched. But the polls have been very fair in 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 the Conservatives' way for the for the past they have. few months. They've uh, shown but, but, uh, Keir but, as being you know. It, it doesn't necessarily reflect that of the voting intention of the country uh, accurately. It does to a degree, and it's a straw poll. Well, really. you know, maybe the polls are lying to us. Who but, or, or maybe <laughs> we, we, we even look at social media, uh, and we look at the role of social media. And it, amongst this corruption, we see uh, lots of parcel squares being shared, uh, giving that the government's doing this, the government's doing that, we need to vote these Tories out, and we see it in comment sections galore, we see it uh, mm. on Twitter, etc., I mean, etc., and, and that's kind of proportioning the story that they are corrupt. But then you look at it and we see even tabloids are proportioning this. We see the case of, like, let's say, Jeffrey Cox, the former attorney general. And he was doing legal work for the British Virgin Islands in a corruption case. And yes, he did work in the Caribbean for five weeks. And he did then vote by proxy or vote, vote virtually uh, in the UK Parliament. But people were digging into it, it. It blows up stories that they want to hide. So really, we look at this... Uh, we can go back to the example of... Uh, so yes, it's a, a satirical programme, where, Yes, Minister. But mm. basically, uh, they want they want news like this to come out and they want to push this news so they can slip other stuff under the carpet. And we see that even with the thick of it. They really like these uh, really heavy news stories focusing on what they want to focus on. 
Well, so, yeah. former Conservative Prime Minister John Major has um, criticised Don- uh, not Donald Trump, sorry, uh, Boris Johnson over the past weekend, uh, calling the Johnson government perhaps politically corrupt. Uh, he said there's a general whiff of we are mas- we are the masters now about their behaviour, which he has described as damaging to the country and its reputation overseas. Um, I think there must, there must be a clear taste to be discussed there uh, on the fact of political corruption, because it's not quite the same as them being corrupted by crony figures. It's more they feel we we have the power, we're going to use it. And, and I suppose it's only a moral standing of, of which way you want to conduct politics. Mm. I suppose so. Um, but it was very interesting yesterday in uh, PMQs with uh, Sir Keir Starmer. Oh, yes. Uh, that... And <laughs> Sir, Sir, Sir Keir Starmer uh, niche conduct, uh, as Boris called it. Yeah. Did you see, it, it was interesting, that part. He, was, uh, Boris was giving an answer and saying, oh, the kids, and he doesn't answer any questions about his mish conduct. And then, uh, like, he talked about his mish conduct a lot. And then the speaker interjected and asked him to withdraw the word misconduct if that's what he heard. He would stand corrected if that wasn't what he heard. And then Boris was going to say, no, I didn't, mm. I, didn't, I didn't say, like, mis- misconduct. I said mish conduct. And that's exactly what the right honourable gen- mm. gentleman opposite was doing. It's kind of twisting the way to um, but paint. So, so, the so you don't. So, uh, you, you, what are what are your current thoughts on um, how the, the the Tory parties offered their top donors uh, seats in in the House of Lords? Do you think that's right? Well, no, I think there's there's a clear distinction here that that they were they they offered their party treasurers a seat in the House of Lords for the service their party treasurers have done to the country. That was the scandal which was going up. And yes, those party treasurers may have donated about three million to the party. That we don't know really what was what was done. But they, they did they did have a contribution to politics. And it's clear to note that it wasn't all of them which were elevated that didn't speak at all in the Lords. It was only some of them. And they, they do they do have valuable experience, I think, to give to the Parliament if they choose to. But equally, they're not getting paid if they don't turn up to the Lords and, and don't, don't vote. And I, th- I think it's important to note that there are many people in the Lords. I, I don't think they're any le- less worthy than, than others, apart from the hereditary peers who should inherit those positions. And then they're, they're, they're doing mm. good service to the country uh, in different ways. Fair enough. Do I, what are your views on them? Well... You know, I was I was just reading a an interesting article, and they said, um, you know, that that they are uh, sort of business people. They mm-hmm. they contribute a lot to charity um, and other such things. But uh, just because that they've donated a lot of money, should they get a hereditary peer in the House of Commons? Oh, it's not hereditary peer; they get a life peer. Oh, 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 right. Okay. Yes. Uh, Only ninety-two hereditary persons. Uh, Tony Blair decided to, to uh, wreck the system. Yes. Yeah. Mm, I, I wouldn't say wreck the system. I, I say wreck the system. Well, you know that that's up that's up for that's up for discussion. Probably it's another point. Uh, yes. Talking about the House of Lords. Uh, have you have, have we discussed this prior? I don't. Uh, I don't. Um, I I can't remember. My, my, I think I'll be lying to you, Oliver. I said I knew. <laughs> uh, oh yes. well. No, no link intended there. Oh, I, I, I'd never know these days. Anyway, what's <laughs> from what's truth? Anyway. Um, but yeah, we. But that that could be up for discussion. Yeah. Uh, 
So we're talking more about House of Lords. Um, well, it, do, it does appear in... Uh, it did appear, at least about six months ago, in some parcel squares I saw on stories, <laughs> or uh, infographics, as they like to call them on social media, which leads quite nicely into that. So, yeah, we, we see a lot of these posts being shared. I'm sure you've come across... Uh, do any of recent memory come to mind? Parcel Square campaigns. Not, 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 not you thought I am. That's the only reputable one. Oh. Uh, but Parcel <laughs> Square campaigns. Uh recent how recent are we talking <laughs> past past 17 years um oh i'm trying to think um oliver's been too brainwashed to no tell the i i, I can but there's, there's, been so, there's been there's been so many archie um oh what's what's there been with uh, um what's been going on in china with the sort of like the 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 camps that they've got mm. there that's been there's what i've definitely seen one regarding that uh there's been oh there's been countless uh, well there's been there's been some on uh, i think I- I- issues relating to kind of uh women's rights yeah and spiking lgbtq, uh, LGBTQ. Uh, and there's there's that there, when it's in really interesting when you challenge them on there on these issues and like, oh, no police shootings is a great one yes. and they say the, the, this man has committed this... no crime he should not be put in jail and etc etc and then you read the story and that's it comes from a heavily biased source and it doesn't actually have any fact basis behind it and you think yes but a jury has found him guilty a jury has been persuaded beyond reasonable doubt that he's been found guilty the appeals failed and yet they're still pushing for him to just be let go uh, and I, I find that quite an interesting sp- state because then they, they put a petition in the bottom saying, sign this petition for the X, Y, Z. But people don't go and read it and think, actually, should I be signing something ridiculous which says a man who murdered five people should just go away and get away with it because he was black. So it must have been institutional racism. Uh, sort of that is what I, at least I've seen quite a lot on yeah. people's um, stories. I mean, it yeah, ranges from climate change to sort of... Uh, what, what, what was going on with China, and obviously most recently it's sort of been the spiking, uh, spikings across in the UK. I don't, don't know what the most recent sort of pastel square chain. Well, it's, it's died been. down slightly in the past two weeks, I think. The one thing that I do see is share this photo, and, and oh, for yes. every tree, for every photo you well, share, we'll, we'll give plant you one a tree. tree. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, there's things like that, and like which, uh, which, which, save the endangered exactly. rhinos if you if you share. And this it doesn't. It doesn't post. actually do that. And I've, I've always I've always thought yeah. this is this, they're, 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 this is not true. We're being lied to. Mm. And if we look at the online harms bill, it gives the social media it gives the government more power to regulate social media to ensure they. Fact check this up, which mm. I think is slightly dangerous. Interestingly, even though I've complained so much here about <laughs> fake news, but yeah. we do have the freedom to speak in this country. We do have the freedom to say what we want to say, and when we limit someone from saying something which ultimately has no harm apart from persuading people for a fake cause, we also do risk if we regulate that if another party comes into power or more radical people come into power that they then use that to shut down opinions they don't agree with, and, mm. that, and that that's a dangerous. That's concer- it because is concerning because they treat they yeah. treat fact as opinion. Uh, so they they will suddenly say if I say I don't believe that I don't believe the gender pay gap is such a big issue. Well, I don't believe it uh, exists. And then I'm suddenly prosecuted for sexism or something. Or well, I say, <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't, I don't believe that trans women are women. And then I'll be shot at for that. So, so there's those sorts of opinions. Or even saying, uh, I don't believe uh, that BLM is a good cause. Opinions like that would then start to be possibly shut down because it's imposing this government restriction on our lives. Uh, and it's also, 
if the government's lying to us about certain stuff, as is perfectly possible, we'd have no idea. Are we then to trust them to regulate us? Are we then to trust them to say to us what's right and wrong if they're mm. not telling us what's the, the truth? That's certainly true. I mean, social media companies now tend to put uh, little labels under things, don't they, mm. um, regarding certain topics? A- any um, particular ones come to mind? No, or... no, no. You'll 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 find out soon soon enough if you're uh, to our listeners. Uh, I'm sure. Know. I'm sure there's a particular tag <laughs> that goes under most of these posts. It starts with the word C. If it's uh, if we're beginning with C and the two letters, two numbers, nineteen are at the end, a certain tag tends to appear under the post. Uh, you can't. You couldn't be having to name it, could you? Oliver? No. Hope, hopefully, you won't name it either. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll ruin the game. Oh, no fun. Well, I'm sure you can guess what we're getting at. But we see. Uh, have you come across uh, RT? RT. The Russian uh, state-owned media. No, I haven't. Russian funny television. Enough. Uh, uh, because they're on Instagram, interestingly, uh, and they post very. It's hilarious to see because you wouldn't think you'd think it was some sort of either left wing or just neutral uh, news media because it doesn't talk about Russia at all. It talks about criticizing all Western countries, and then when you click on it, it's, it has the label underneath every single post: Russian state-owned media. And you think their purporting stories. It's not necessarily the facts there. The facts are correct in the long-form posts to a degree. But the headlines are just like the Daily Mail. They're so inflammatory and they're so um, clickbait almost uh, to make you like the post and think, oh, it's really ridiculous they're doing this. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous they're saying that. Then this person said this. Ridiculous. What are we doing? Uh, and they kind of post on this. People post on stories, at least on the people. If you disagree with government, the best place to get a fun infographics from the Russian state-owned media. It's quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, what do you think of government controlled media? I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a good thing. Um I think that um that people should really be able to Or government owned, sorry, not government controlled, government owned media. I, I still don't think it's I don't, still don't think it's the the the, the 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 greatest thing ever. What do you think about the BBC? <laughs> I think the BBC is um for the most part okay. I think when it's sort It's of, government owned. Yeah. <laughs> For the, yeah. To a degree, it's, it's technically yeah. Owned. It's publicly owned. I think if it, if it's sort of something that's at arm's length, it, it's okay. But when it's close and, and attached to, um, to the government, I, I don't think it's particularly good. Um, but but you're a fan of the BBC, aren't you, Archie? Yes, yes uh, yeah. I quite like the QC. I don't yeah. I don't see anything wrong do, with uh, a state-owned media. Do you have a media. preference? Do you have a preference to any uh, sort of media outlet? Um, I like the BBC. I like the FT. I like the Times, I like the Telegraph. I dislike the Guardian. I dislike uh, the... Uh, is it the Mirror? Yeah, I don't like those two. But it, it, I, I don't have a necessary problem with um, the, the BBC, government-owned media, as long as there's other media available yes, in the Yes, no, definitely. I think government-owned yeah. media is at least a way of ensuring... If the government's run democratically, or as democratically as can be, such as the UK, or in Australia with ABC, mm. uh, th- that allows for independent journalism which isn't swayed by must make money must have commercial interests must portray it in a certain way to make people buy our papers Mm -hmm. it's produced without that worry yeah no i I agree with you on that yeah Mm. yes but state-owned media is interesting what what media do you favor oliver sorry what media do you favor um well i quite like the guardian (laughs) 
um and um i, I suppose at the bbc um i'm trying to think of anything else that i might consume um sometimes in the morning i might say the star no no sometimes in the morning i might watch uh good morning britain uh, if it, I went off there ever since Piers Morgan yeah, left. Yeah, ever since Piers has left, I've, I've not been so keen. But you'll never guess who was on there um, the other morning. Former Labour minister, uh, Ed Balls. He was on there? He was on as the co-host to Susanna Reid, former uh, BBC uh, News uh, Breakfast mm. presenter. Um, if you don't know, Ed Balls was a former politician who served as the shadow chancellor of the Exchequer for the Labour Party. Um, but I must say, I don't. I, I'm not necessarily a fan of ITV. They have ads, so I don't like them. Yeah, I mean, in in the morning, mm. it's it's all right if you're watching it. If, if Piers is on there, I yeah, watch it. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching it between like seven o'clock mm. and seven, you know, right as the news is going on, and yeah, it's then it's not then. too bad. Yeah. But later on, I mean, it's not good when it comes to watching films because you get to the great part and it comes off and it's like, oh, I know. That's why I watch everything on record or on, on other, Netflix. Or, or, yeah, I mean, other. Oh, GB News. That, G- I forgot to mention that one. GB That's News. Well, I, I watched that as, as it formed. I, I watched it as it fought, as it, you know, first came out, and then ever since I thought, I watched the odd clip. I watched the odd few, odd, odd few clips. I got Nigel Farage yeah. is on it. So um, LBC, uh, um, LBC. Talk radio as well. Yeah, uh, LBC. Remember, um, you can grow concrete, Oliver. Yeah. Absolutely, LBC. I quite like them. LBC, as well. yeah. Nick, Nick Ferrari. Uh, Excellent. Yes, yeah, I listened to their uh, recently uh, purchased uh, Amazon little Echo thing for the government to listen on me, of course. Oh yeah. And uh, and uh, I that's, said, why got, and that's why that's why people get vaccine, obviously. Yeah, yes. and I asked for the uh, news flash, as it's called, and uh, Nick Ferrari <laughs> pops up. Um, so I I enjoy that. I think I have an option between uh, that. Oh, Sky News. Sky News, uh, I'm, a, I'm a waiting bit... for you to mention that because I remember you yes. always, always bang on about it. I do like a bit of yes. Sky News. Um, yes, Sky News. That's I don't know why Sky News didn't come to the forefront of my brain, but yeah, I like Sky News mm. as well. I find that I think they're quite a trusted source. I yeah, think, I think they are the. Um, I think they're one of the most trusted news sources in the in the UK. Actually, mm, prefer um, the BBC. Um, I I, tr- I trust the FT most. Oh. Well, as they said in Westminster, the uh, the, the, the the Times is. Oh, well, I've forgotten it. Westminster. Well, you, you go on with uh, who's the most trusted. Mm. Awkward silence, I must say. It's Indeed. excellent on podcasting. <laughs> it's certainly it is not. Excellent. Uh, um, I'll put in UK's most trusted news source. UK's most uh, trusted uh, news source. But anyway, in the meantime, I'll move on to the uh, Yes Minister. Um, yes, Minister. Quote on the papers. So we have obviously this is the Yes Minister G- Jim 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 Hacker, uh, who's a, who's a minister, says, "Don't tell me about the press. I know exactly who reads the papers. And I think this is actually very very accurate and aptly put. Uh, the Daily Mirror uh, is read by people who think they run the country. The Guardian is read by people who think they ought to run the country. The Times is read by the people who actually do run the country. The Daily Mail is read by the wives of the people who run the country." Uh, Financial Times is read by the people who own the country. I think I've heard you The Morning say this Star before. is read by people who think the country ought to be run by another country. And the Daily Telegraph is for those who think it is. Uh, I won't go into the sun. We won't have any profanity on this show. Ah, this is... This uh, but is, uh... yes, it's a rather, rather apt quote, I think. From C- Series 2, Episode 4. I do recommend Yes, <laughs> Minister. It's rather good. 
Well, here we go. Have a little article here by the Press Gazette. The future mm. of the media is their little slogan at the bottom there. And an article which was published on June the 23rd, 2021. Out of date. Uh, well, it's, it's, if I disagree it's, with it, if I agree with it, it's in date. <laughs> if it's a uh, most recent uh, sort of thing, I could find it was right at the top. Anyway. Trust in UK news media boosted since pandemic, but still lower than pre- EU referendum. Now they've got a few stats here uh, which I want to draw up and it ranks um, the BBC News as the most trusted, so I was actually wrong. Uh, It actually ranks Sky News in um, one, two, three, four, fifth position, uh, just ahead of The Guardian. Who was Um, first? Sorry. So BBC. See, yes. I win the best. Yes. We, and they actually have the highest percentage of people. Oh, no. It's uh, the Daily Mail. No, the Sun and the Daily uh, Mail who have the least amount of trust. Um, so, oh, it should be the Morning Star there. B- the B- Communist BBC paper. News followed by ITV News, followed by Channel 4, then the Financial Times, and then Sky, <laughs> Guardian, um, the Times, regional local newspaper. So, Oliver... What was that about Sky being the most trusted in the well, country? <laughs> uh, I thought they, I thought they were. Um, anyway, that must have been an out of date source. I have to say. Anyway, we don't actually have anything from the listeners this week because they're lying to us. As everyone is, we don't trust social media anymore. So we don't actually believe it was the listeners writing in, but rather the social media companies. So yes, we can no longer trust the desk of our listeners. If you want to send it in, do send it in code. And you know, if you see us in person, we can give you the code. And if not... What a shame. But yes, listen, my Desk of Artisans might be back next week. Uh, at some point, yes, it should be. So, yeah, we can swiftly move on. I think away from are we being lied to, Sue, we get to lie to you in the media section of our newscast. Well, now is time for the Isle of Man current affairs roundup of the week, or the past two weeks, we must say. So, first of all, South MHKs once again dominate Key's questions. Professor Curran is impressed with the Isle of Man COVID... Uh, oh, no, Archie, I've just said the word. I don't, I don't, he failed! <laughs> I, don't, I wasn't even meant to say COVID, I was meant to say climate. Anyway, Professor Curran impressed with I- IOM climate response... Uh, a, a first draft of the island plan has been published. As well as this, we have... Um, where am I looking for? Um, it's probably run out of time now. Gas extraction in Manx waters, a no-no, says chair of the Isle of Man. It's a no-no. <laughs> blah, blah, blah to the gas extraction. <laughs> and Timwald accepts... Independent review of COVID nineteen. Now I don't care. I'll just keep saying COVID. And you, and you, for, you forgot to mention there, Oliver Archie getting berated on social media. And, comments. And of course, you've got to get that in. For all we'll our, talk about that for later. all our favourite listeners. Yes. Uh, I'm sure you'll be delighted to hear about about this if Archie wants to discuss or not. I bet I bet the um the the jingle music probably stopped about five minutes ago, didn't it? Oliver, the jingle music was never played. Oh, wasn't it? It was, yes. Oh, phew, phew. <laughs> but Oliver lying? has no idea. You're not lying to me, are you? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, Oliver, you'll never know if the jingle music was playing or it wasn't playing. It's a bit like Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's block. 
box. Uh, the cat is dead, or the cat is alive, and it's both at the same time. So yeah, what was the first story on our news there? Well, it was that um, South MHKs are dominating uh, Key's questions. Um, Not surprising with Jason Morehouse... Uh, the man asking the questions. I yes, I th- I, I'm not entirely sure at the moment, but uh, department-wise, I don't think he got a departmental position. Uh, I think no. he sits on the Economic Policy and Review mm-hmm. Committee um, alongside um, June Watterson as chair, um, Tanya August Hansen as MLC, as well as, um, I think, Claire Christian. Uh, I don't know what else he's actually a part of. I think he might be... Um, uh, vice chair of something but uh mm. you know uh, as well as tim uh glover i think he's um, a departmental member for the department of infrastructure yes. but that's about it so they are asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. um indeed which you know jason's sort of carrying on uh from where he left off in a way uh he's always got plenty of questions to answer to ask um i'm not sh- i'm trying to find where my last uh my last um, <laughs> news article was... Um, Oliver, I, I fear, has lost the plot. You, Oliver, oh, supposed to be lying to them here, so well, go we, on. Uh, island Plan. So the Island Plan first draft has been, been launched. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, that's just a, a little rep- a little uh, plan with a, with a dash of photographs <laughs> of the island. It looked better um, than some H- MHK's manifestos. It though. did, it did. It definitely did. And it's a first plan and they've said, you know, we, we've not done it completely in depth because we know we're going to listen to Timwald members, we're going to take their concerns and we're going to, um, you know, I think they're bringing it, they're bringing it for a debate in the uh, November Timwald, uh, which I think's next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the yep. plan will actually go for hopefully full approval in, in, in January, Timwald. Um, but that's exciting. Um, I t- I, a, a sort of silly question here, could be a schoolboy sort of error, but it's completely separate to the programme for government, isn't it? This island plan. No, it is basically the plan for government. They're the same thing. They've just memory. sort of changed the name kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's because Alf Pla- uh, Cannon quite, quite likes his island plans, his COVID plans, his climate change plans. He likes plans. Plans mm. galore. Maybe he should become an architect and then he'll have many, many plans. Mm. Programme, though. Programme for government sounds like, you know, but I think it sounds it, less but, of a plan. It sounds I, more I prefer, of a mission. I, I prefer plans. It's good to have mm. plans for government. And then we have... We have plans for the island, and then we can then at least it says it's more of a structure rather than a program. A program can mm. say, "This is what we're going to do over the next few years." But it's not really saying we're doing this. It's here. It's now. We're going to act forward. So it's a bit more forceful, maybe in that respect. Anywho, I'm not sure that we've actually talked about this on the program um, before, but I think it was interesting. It was certainly a, a, a highlighted issue throughout um, coming up to the Isle of Man general election. Uh, was the extraction of gas um, just off the the coast of the island? Uh, well, on Man and Line the other day, they had uh, which is one of the island's current affair uh, uh, call-in shows. Yes, they had the uh, CEO of Kroger on, mm-hmm. and and you called was, in, didn't you? I did call in, indeed. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> it, it, he was reporting that renewable energies won't make any revenue for government, which is quite ridiculous because they still 
will make money from renewable energy they make money from gas and it, i think kroger's set to make about four billion pounds from the gas extraction if it, it contains about 10 million pounds pounds worth of gas they'll make about four billion pounds from so billion that is mm. with a b not a, yes, not an f um wow. so but you think about it and he's the ceo of a company so he obviously has he have some sort of you have financial gain from this and he was on for an hour basically saying yes we should extract it no there's no no reason why we shouldn't it's a transition fuel let's be using our fuel because he knows kroger um at least from my understanding kroger their their only project really is isle of man gas their only product is extracting that gas they have backers and if well, they don't I'm do it, sure they've, lost, the they've lost money. Is, um, they would have lost money. One of the people is former me- um, member of Tim, well, former MHK, uh, Chris Robertshaw. He, he had investments. He, 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 it, came, yes. he came out after the after he left uh, Alaman politics sort of as a, as a career and uh, stepped back. Uh, he, he he did say I'm pretty sure it was on a no no, no it was on it, it was registered on his interests oh he, he did say yes. he did declare I wasn't sure yeah no you have to do it's yes. illegal otherwise yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's quite interesting. I think uh, I don't think it should go ahead. It's I don't I I I don't think it's necessarily good for the island. Uh, setting a precedent on our global scale. I think we need to care about our PR, care about our appearance, keep the appearance, keeping up the appearances. I think that's actually the name of another I sitcom. It w- I think it would that look was good. Uh, I think in one way it would look good though if we were to use the you know the the money from from the extraction to 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 fund but uh, we can fund our green transition adequately without the need to extract we are the fifth uh, richest nation per capita in the world we have plenty of revenue streams we have government waste which can be cut mm. we have roads which seem to be fixing being paid to fix but not actually fixing yeah i mean we see waste there seems to be a lot of there seems to be a lot of 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 money you know dashing about but it's actually so we can spend this money on on a green center i think it is fair the one thing that does annoy me is there is so much money but yet it you know we don't get anything out of it Mm. well we see the state of my road when i drive down uh is quite frankly ridiculous well the state of all the roads are probably quite ridiculous oh yeah i i i I hit a the, there's some road, the road I drive. I now have to drive every day. I drive two of them, and there's there's giant pothole covering half of it. Well, Archie, so, yeah, I've got an idea for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, uh, n- next election you run, you say I'm I'm gonna you know take on Department of Infrastructure. Then you can do what a, a, a former minister's done and get the road done ah, by his yes! house. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. <laughs> oh, your plan sorted. You don't need it. No, I, I just pay. I, I, I just pay, just 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 slip up a couple of, a couple of thousand yeah. in, in consultant, consultancy fees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, off it goes. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's quite it's quite shocking the state of the roads at the moment. I think that does need to be addressed. We're sounding old people here. Oh, the state of these roads here wasn't like this when I was younger. No, no, yeah, no. Well, well, funny enough that the uh, question yeah. has just. Uh, ha- has been uh, asked, uh, it was going to be asked, sorry, um, at this month's uh, Tim will sitting by. Jason Morehouse? Stu Peters. Stu Peters, oh yes, of course. Uh, of and course. he's going to be asking how much yes. um, money is being did spent or, or, or how much money is... is uh, he's already asked. Has he already asked? Yes. And the infrastructure minister gave a reply, which is quite funny, considering I think it would be better put to the treasury minister who actually controls finance. I can't remember the answer, I didn't watch it, but... He has asked. So does that mean this month's Tim Walter thing's already happened? From memory, yes. Oh. I thought it was next week. <laughs> oh, Oliver. Well, that's me. Oliver, Oliver. You've been lied to. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, it just goes on and on and on. Should we leave this week's current uh, affairs there and move on to UK news, or is there anything else you want? Well, to Well, yeah, UK upon? news. Well, obviously we've had the uh, the whole ridiculous scenario of MPs second jobs. So I think we've we've discussed that already. So we can leave it there. <laughs> but yes, HS2 rail extension to Leeds has been scrapped. What do you think of HS2, Oliver? I feel like it's it's uh, been talked about and and nothing's been done. Um, if something had been, if something got actually started, um, I, I think I'd probably be, you know, quite impressed by it. But I think it's just a bit of a token sort of idea, really. It's just a oh no, 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 work has already started on the first section of HS2 linking London and West Midlands. But the irony, the really, the big, big irony of, of this is, I thought I, I'm pro HS2. But I'm not pro it taking uh, till, I think, was it 2029 to 33 to reach Birmingham from London. I think that's rather ridiculous. How long is it going to take from eight? If you were were to go on HS2, you know, the... the, the, I think it shares like 40 minutes off or something. I don't know. I can't. I I I I I think it shades about forty minutes off your mm. journey time. I mean, uh, I just think. But but I think it's my my ridiculousity is the time it takes. I didn't know yeah. it. if we had were China, we could build that in a year, two years, three yeah. years probably. You could build the whole rail network because we would ha- we'd have the manpower. You'd have the manpower. You put the you put the work in. Oh well. And you why ha- why have HS two Archie when you can have Douglas Promenade? Oh, I know the Isle of Man's <laughs> HS two. <laughs> Connecting Ugh. you from one end to the terminal. other through roundels. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I've not thought about this. Oh, they don't. I thought, where do the trams go when it comes to the roundels? But they go, they're on the other side. Yes. Oh. It is, is rather, rather. It's getting confusing. to that point of the week. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, uh, I think this is kind. That kind of does wrap up this week. I've not been not so heavy on the U- UK current affairs at the moment. There's a. Not oh, going I up, wonder but not, why but that would be. But, but, not, but not so much. Is it not very, going in very, your favour, Archie? Not, not very, very much interesting, <laughs> interesting, I'd say. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, so it does end this week. I think next week we may have an interesting topic lined up. I know we'll be doing discussing China's influence on the world at some point. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. yes. So we, will, you, we, there will be an interesting topic and we'll get our desk to the listeners yes. to you. We've I think. also hopefully coming up. We'd like to, at some point, discuss a bit about devolution. Um, and also, you know, like we said in today's uh, programme, House of Lords. But if you have something, a burning topic that you'd really like discussing um, fairly soon, we'd be more than happy to, to discuss that topic. And if you'd like to be a guest, we'd more than happy have you here in the studio discussing with us. Or even if you want to tell us about, uh, you know, a topic, we're more than happy to have you come in and, and listen there. This is what... Uh, Babble is all about. Yes, well, that rounds up another week. Our season, uh, season five, episode five. Uh, we do hope you've enjoyed, and as usual, you can listen back to the previous podcast issues. Last one was Cancel Culture at manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash Babble. That is manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash Babble. Uh, yes, that is all for this week. We do hope you've enjoyed. You've been Babbled.